You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. This week, before we begin, the congregation needs to hear a few things that we, the clergy, need to speak on. Jason Kirk, college football editor at SB Nation. Um, what you need to speak on, brother? Uh, I'm, I'm going to speak on the big green egg. I don't own one, uh, and uh, I've, I've eaten food that has come from the big green egg before. And I'm here to tell you that um, it's it's really not all that special. Okay, we back up, back up. For those uninitiated into the cult of the Big Green Egg, it's basically replaced golf. It is. It's the new, like, fathead driver, the new Big Bertha, if you want to call it that. The Big Green Egg, of course, origins, uh, southern Japan, commonly referred to as a Kamado according to Wikipedia, so it has to be right. It's basically a big ceramic uh, barbecue egg. That's it. It's got a couple of different levels. Uh, You can purchase, like, I think you can purchase their cheapest version, which is $7,000. Yeah, it's uh, approximately $85,000 for the mid-grade version, Mm -hmm. um, which you'll need to sell one of your F-250s to purchase, but, you know, they say it's worth it. Now, since I don't actually cook anything, I'm, I'm really underqualified to give any of these opinions. Um, I'm very cheap and lazy and just eat food that other people make for me. But in my highly unqualified opinion, uh, I think it's extremely overrated. Um, it's, it's sort of this, uh, this, this, this ceramic southern man symbol. Like it's, it's, If you have one of these, you are, you, know, you are now the president of your neighborhood. Can I ask a dumb question? Mm-hmm. 
Is on there? This show? I mean, there are no dumb. Que- there are only dumb questions on the show. Are there knockoff versions of the Big Green Egg? And do do other Southerners judge each other for You're owning? talking about the large teal egg? Yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. semi, the semi huge turquoise egg mm-hmm. pod, the, the bulbous mauve egg. I'm just gonna sell one that's called like the Newt Green Meat Egg or the Newt Green <laughs> the Meat fat Pod, rolled oval. Yeah, the oblate spheroid stuffed with carnage. That's what I'm gonna yeah, call it. If you got wanna, if you got a knockoff uh, BGE, man, you're they're gonna ride your ass so hard. I, I will tell you this. That's actually like a huge issue because I know the the barbecue wars will never end, and I, I I'll admit I've committed atrocities. I have I've committed atrocities both ways. I have no fealty in the barbecue wars. My borders are flexible. My alliances are fluid. My interests are solely my own. Occasionally, I will just say things about barbecue to make other people mad. Yeah. What, ha- like what? Is, what is what is the shittiest thing you've said about barbecue just to make somebody mad? Mm, the shittiest thing I've said about barbecue just to make somebody mad. I said that Kansas City ribs weren't good, and Damn. And, and and that listener is a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just crazy talk. <laughs> because like most barbecue, it's pretty damn good. No. Yeah. 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 It's great. Pretty much all barbecue is good, especially Kansas City ribs. They're really good. And you know what? Some people are like, oh, they're too moist. What the fuck does that mean? What? Yeah, that just means like, I'm from Texas. You need you need the I'm dryness to remind you that happiness can be taken from you at any moment. <laughs> yeah, that's as I sip my bourbon and drink my drink my bourbon and eat my dried ribs, I'm reminded <laughs> of life's essential, I... arid, essential aridness. As I eat my bourbon. Oh my god, why isn't powdered bourbon a thing in Brooklyn yet? Oh, you drink your bourbon in liquid form? No, I I, I have it in powder. It's different. It's better. Uh, I vape bourbon. <laughs> I, vape, I vape bourbon kombucha. Kombucha. It's delicious. But yeah, it's, it's, it's people get real like, ooh, I cooked it the big green egg. You can get that Komodo baked green egg from Costco. And you will not notice the difference. I swear. I promise you. The knockoff from Costco is fine. Your Weber. Auburn grads, I know you hear me. Because you all cook on Weber grills for some reason. And it's great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, seriously, it's the, it, it finishes number two in the SEC playground that on game day looks most like a Civil War battle camp. All right? Mm-hmm. Number one would be Texas A&M because... There's horses and actual like mesquite fires and sometimes just random fires, but you know it's Texas. Now the two that come to mind there would be Georgia's, which looks like um, I guess what happens after a battle, maybe what happens after a siege. Yeah. With um, it's just famous mountains of garbage everywhere. <laughs> it's it looks like it looks like Georgia lost, which. <laughs> Look, yeah. look, it's not garbage. It's just adding some contours to the course design. <laughs> All right? that yeah, that ain't a mountain of garbage. Just That's a the, hazard. The rolling hills of a- Athens National. That's all. Yeah, that, that's just... They're that's really just, rolling. That's just hiding a bunker behind that giant pile of nat light boxes. And the, Oh, yeah, and then the other one would be LSU, which it's not so much a war as like a... Um, I, I guess like a, a bunch of tribes having some sort of... 
Like, yeah, like yeah. maybe, maybe it's like the ceremonial war thing. It's you know it's, in, in it's North America before gypsy, uh, gypsy awful wet. people arrived, where it was gypsy just like, let's have like, a pretend war. Yeah, you're describing a gypsy wedding. LSU is a Dothraki wedding. Yeah, it really is. It's it's for for you Game of Thrones people with ice. Yeah, with, <laughs> yeah, with, it's a Dothraki wedding with better catering, frankly, uh, but the same murder rate, like steady high murder rate throughout the entire experience is the exact same as the Dothraki wedding, except it's real and not fictional. But yeah, you'll be fine if you get an imitation green egg because uh, you can't you, you can't man shame me for not purchasing a giant piece of ceramics. I can't. You you can't not like oh you gotta you gotta just nut up and do it you gotta get the green big green I don't all I have to do is... what's the matter baby man can't handle this badass pottery I do I do like that this symbol of southern masculinity is in the shape of biological femininity I really enjoy that yeah you gotta get this thing that looks just like an ovary <laughs> and then yes. you, it's used for cooking oh i got the big green fallopian tube it really smokes <laughs> yeah you, listen you can fit 18 racks of ribs in the big green vagina you just put it all right in there no 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 you got to dilate that big green cervix just right you're getting too much you're getting your heat all mixed in there big you green know cervix. what really gets my meat fired up is the skinny green inverse dick <laughs> mm. you don't own one <laughs> okay <laughs> so gay yeah, you're not going to man shame me into like buying a better grill because I use it like haphazardly five times a year. And like, you know, I'll admit probably one or twice, once or twice out of those five times, someone's probably getting some mild food poisoning. Well, that's just, yeah, I mean, it takes cold food, it makes it hot, and then you that's, eat it. You're just teaching others to appreciate restaurant food. There's nothing wrong with that. This entire thing is a conspiracy by Big Donut. To get you to just go buy donuts instead of eating proper food. Do you grill your donuts? At the big green egg, you can grill your donuts and they'll taste like nothing else. It'll make them so tough and mean. It will. It'll attack you off the grill. Can you handle it? They're prehensile pieces. (laughs) Jelly donuts full of spikes. It'll make you great at boating. <laughs> Dude, now listen. I'll make you good at boating and golf and minor investments. Like you've whoa. never cheered. You've never cheered at youth soccer like this before, brother. <laughs> You're gonna open up that big green egg, and everyone's gonna smell that meat, and they're gonna probably just go to a restaurant afterwards because it's your meat, not theirs. Yeah, they'll yeah they'll be afraid of uh, of of making you mad by taking your meat. Yeah, I'm also like no, no offense to the big green egg people. Proudly headquartered in Tucker, Georgia. Okay. Of course it is. Uh, of course it is. Of course. Um, yeah, the the big green egg is fine. It's fine. Okay. Speaking of other fine things, I can just say this movie's just okay to me, and and I don't think I should be pilloried because it's a sincere opinion. It's not like my bogus trolling KC rib opinions. They're fine, Kansas City. They're just fine. They're great. They're meat. Eat it. But Point Break's just okay. Point Break's just, I mean, it's a pretty good movie. It's not, I mean, in the constellation of movies made in that time period, which are action movies, it's not the one that I have to sit down and watch at all. Which one, which action movie do you have to sit down and watch in that time period? Oh, oh, what, what do I, what do I not? Well, first of all. Say Predator 2. I, you know what? I would say Predator 2. 
I speed. I would watch speed. Um, like if you call up the '90s action movies, which I did this afternoon just to make sure I wasn't totally insane. I watched. I've watched. Sat down and watched Under Siege like twenty times, and I've never done that with Point Break. Which one's Point Break? Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Point Break is the one with Keanu Reeves as an FBI agent and and, and former. And former and it's Ohio got some State blonde guy football in it. player. And yeah. former Ohio State football player. Blonde guy would be uh, be Patrick Swayze. Okay. Okay. And and Patrick Swayze's like uh, adrenaline junkie, jumping out of planes and robbing banks on the side to you know to to fuel his adrenaline seeking lifestyle. Okay. It's kind of like the origin myth for the X Games. That's really what Point Break is. And. The whole film is uh, Johnny Utah, which is Keanu Reeves' character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, his name's Johnny Utah. Now, it can, make, can it makes more I, s- I kind of want to bail on this movie. Uh, Hold on. That <laughs> name makes a hell of a lot more sense once they establish that he's a former Ohio State football player. Yeah. Then I'm right. Then I'm right back in. Well, they're I'm like right back in. They're like yeah, former Urban, Urban coached at Utah, so that's probably what it was. You no, know, the, the bigger problem is that this movie posits that Gary Busey is not just an FBI agent. But someone with supervisory role. Mm, I mean, already my my disbelief has been somewhat unsuspended by that. Also, yeah. if he's a former Ohio State quarterback, do I really want to trust him with a gun or anything else accurate? He that's why he mostly runs during the movie. That's true. It's the Herb Street there, role. There are several scenes where he just doesn't shoot because that's that's not that's not what this offense is meant to do. Yeah, the love interest is Lori Petty, and she's completely miscast because Lori Petty's awesome. And a badass, and she doesn't really get to be much of a badass past a certain point in the movie. Just doesn't happen. And it's way too long. It's really like like there's like Pretty two or, there's like two good chase scenes and a couple of funny lines. And after that, you'd rather be watching Speed. I'd much rather be watching Speed than watching this movie. Or Predator Two. Or dude, or Predator, or Predator Two, or I could watch. Um, I, I could watch. Uh, I could watch Con Air. Con Air. Oh yeah. I watched this, the this run. Came out, this came out around Con Air. It's uh, a little earlier than Con Air. It's a little Air, earlier than Con Air. I did watch The Running Man the other day in its entirety. Matt, that was pretty fun. And you didn't stop, right? You just watched it at all. You just, go- you just gorged, right? I was like, all right, Jim Brown's in this. <laughs> you, you want a little known fact about Jim Brown? Posed, oh posed for Playgirl. Wow. Which I found out the horrible way during a Jim Brown image search. <laughs> I would not use the word little in that sentence. Nope, because I was looking for a specific play that Jim Brown had. So I was like, Jim Brown, play, and Playgirl came up. And I was like, oh, I, I'm not going to do this. Click. No. I like how, uh, yeah, I like how that uh, auto filled because usually Google seems to just clean all that stuff out. But with Jim Brown, it's like, no, y'all got to see this. No, you got you to gotta see this, man. And I have to say, he's the angriest looking Playgirl model ever. Like, he's just sitting at a piano nude being like, get out of my house. I need to play the piano nude. <laughs> he's not just get he's out. Not posing. He's not posing. Yeah. I'm doing Jim a little too fast. He would say it more deliberately. Get out of my house. <laughs> I need to play this piano nude right here. Um but yeah, I'm I'm not gonna ever stop and watch point break. Sorry. It's it's a pretty decent movie. But like most Kath, early Catherine Bigelow movies, it's about twenty minutes too long. I'd watch Iron Eagle instead of Point Break. Executive decision. I can watch Seagal die. I'd watch any Seagal movie over this up to, like, you know, when he uh, starts making movies on trains. 
I don't know if I'd watch Time Cop. Because <laughs> they got tired of walking and driving. Exactly. <laughs> you get too fat. <laughs> like, this, is, I, this is laborious. I definitely would watch Sudden Death over this. And then Steven Seagal goes to like, his boat period. Because <laughs> those are even bigger. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, it's framing me. It makes me look small. I only do C-130 movies. <laughs> <laughs> I only do blimp movies now. Zeppelin. I'm code. Slowly. Zeppelin killer. Uh, you know, I'll watch any of the Die Hards. I will watch Total Recall. Don't watch this. Die Hard 2. Don't watch Die Hard 2. What's wrong with you? I'll watch Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's fine. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's good. I'll watch I'll watch Universal Soldier. Hell. Great. Yeah, that's great. I'll watch most Van Damme movies up to like 95. Uh, yeah. Anything anything post Street Fighter is pretty much a disaster. Yeah. Miss you all, Julia. Yeah. I, Sorry, that was your last film. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Raul. That's the last thing you did on film. God. <sighs> but yeah, sorry. That's what I had to speak on. You got anything to speak on, Ryan? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm pretty, everything's fine. I mean, this is this is why you this is why you were terrible in church youth group. Like, do you have anything in your heart you need to unload or speak? Do you have a burden you need to to just let let loose in front of the lay it of the at Lord? the foot of the cross? I was yeah. I, I was I was eleven. How many damn birds? I mean, I got. Oh, you'd be amazed. <laughs> I got. I, I killed a man. <laughs> I got two slices of pizza. How much burden can I have at this point? Well, yeah. Now you're feeling guilt about all the pizza you ate. Mm-hmm. How you've soiled the temple that is your body, given unto you by the Lord. You have didn't you tithe any of that pizza to me. I really wish I'd done that, by the way, in church youth group. Like tithe, I wish, tithe I, no, I, I wish I'd walked in every day, and they always, they'd always ask. They wouldn't ask confession. But it was it was that they would you'd walk in and they'd say, you know, you have anything you need to sort of, you know, just just let loose in front of everyone. I mean, do you have anything you want to, you know, rap about? Because, you know, I was your youth group leader a long time ago. And I really should have gone in every single week and gone. Yeah, I killed a guy. <laughs> just see how long it took him to start taking you seriously. Yeah, and now, then go in the next week. Spencer, if you're not going to take this seriously, you can just leave. Yeah, because, like, how long would I be able to do that? Like, week five when I came week in. Five. Man, they... we need to. <laughs> Shit, I think we got to call somebody. Well, I don't, know, I don't like... know if we go straight to the cops, but we got to talk to somebody. Can you imagine how, long, how hard you would be laughing if on week five when they're like, anyone else? After deliberately avoiding you, <laughs> and you just raise your hand in week five after doing yeah. it four weeks in a row, and they're like, <sighs> Spencer, it better not be. I killed a guy. Uh, now, Spencer, guy. you were raised Catholic, right? Oh yeah. And, and and Ryan, were you churched at all as a kid? Oh, I was also raised Catholic. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. Let me educate y'all a little bit <clears throat> <laughs> on the topic of uh, on the topic of horrifying um, murder related things uh, going down at church. Here's how we do it in the Southern Baptist denomination. Uh, it was Wednesday night. All the kids were gathered in the auditorium. Uh, having the, the usual singing and talking and all that going on, when uh, screaming and gunfire broke out, <laughs> and four men in it's all the hell black, of a passion play. <laughs> with what appeared to be real guns, came in and dragged away the youth leader, uh, yelling about uh, kill all Christians, this kind of thing. Drag him away, we hear more gunshots from the hallway, then they come back in and they say, and that's why you stand up for your faith, or whatever. <laughs> What the smoking hell? Uh, This this completely (laughs) happened. Uh, They did this in front of like a bunch of seventh graders. And then we all just went about our business. 
Were they, were they, and now, Jason, this is maybe asking more about your youth and the, the environment you grew up in. Was there a risk that one of those seventh graders was packing and would have returned to fire? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm telling you, I'm from Cobb County. I'm, I'm amazed one of these kids were not, was not uh, ready to draw down. Listen, I Because odds I are pretty I, good. I ain't sorry. I've been trained to recognize a threat and neutralize it, and that's what I did. Excuse me, I've got to do my pre-algebra do? homework now. It's like, oh, great. You just killed the head of Deacons. That's a good shot, though. Yeah, Jesus Deacon, Deacon shouldn't have come in strapped like he, nobody else was, right? Yeah, I mean, he raised up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, just, just, like, just like the Falcons. Just like the Lord. <laughs> uh, and that's how it ended for the Falcons, too. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, they got shot. Yeah, they got shot, literally. In church. <laughs> in church. <laughs> Falcon season ends in church. Um, that'd be pretty appropriate, though. Yeah. So... Uh, we, we spoke on these things. I think we need to move on. Uh, we have a good reader question to start with this week, which uh, appropriately, I think, 20 minutes into the podcast, uh, we should start talking a little bit about college football. This is so such a football question. This question uh, from Jesse Pound at Jesse R. Pound on Twitter. His question, what Power 5 team could start 8-0 and without anyone noticing? Man. This question has layers because – First, you have to find a team that you think could reasonably do this. So, so that automatically rules out a number of Power 5 teams. Then you have to find somebody who can do it but doesn't have like a big marquee game on the schedule. So like Minnesota is probably out because they play TCU right away. And if they win that game week one, we're all going to be talking about Minnesota. I would also point out that Wisconsin is out. Because Wisconsin plays Alabama, Alabama. Yeah. game one. So, 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 the, so this takes a little work. I know we have a few candidates. Spencer, you want to lead off with yours? I, I will lead off with mine, and it is this. The Iowa Hawkeyes, because they could have a next-to-worthless 8-0. Because their schedule runs as follows. <clears throat> Iowa State Redbirds, Iowa State Cyclones. They're going to lose that, by the way. Like it won't. They won't yeah, go right now. Yeah, they usually do. They, they'll lose. They'll lose the at El Asico to the Iowa State Cyclones, greatest rivalry in America. Uh, then uh, they face Pitt, North Texas. They go to Wisconsin in, in you know year one of a of a new coaching regime. They play Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> year last of a new coaching <laughs> year, year zero. It's the, it's the year, the third year zero for it's the Omega chapter. It's the Omega chapter of the Illini, and then Northwestern and Maryland. So if they get to that point in the season and they're undefeated, it won't mean anything. You'll how does Iowa do this every year? Their schedule is like, oh, this sets up great. <laughs> Five, because like they play Wisconsin. They play. Uh, that's it. Nebraska. That's uh, maybe maybe Nebraska will be all right. No, no, but, no, I mean, no. just, uh, just God, to, just they're to, gonna fuck this up somehow. They they will. They'll fuck it up bad. They'll score like eight points in one game. That's how that's this happens. That's the thing. Even if even if Iowa went eight and zero, they probably would be ranked ninth because you know at least who these games be like. Yeah, well, Iowa won that game because, you know, the other yeah, team is three. We all saw that. Yeah, we, we all saw it. We all know this is bullshit. Let's keep it real. We all saw that. Yeah, they could they could start 8-0 and it'll mean absolutely nothing. Ryan, who is uh, who is your, your I'm throw, pick? I'm throwing down with Missouri because mm. Missouri starts as follows. Southeast Missouri at Arkansas State. 
Connecticut. Uh, and Wait, then where's that played, by the way? Uh, that would be at home. Okay. Ooh. Thank, thank Phew. God. Phew. Uh, and then they run through five SEC East games in a row before they have to play any West opponents. They get they got to go on the road uh, against Kentucky and Georgia and Vandy, and they get South Carolina and Florida at home. Mm. And like I don't know, I don't think anybody is that impressed by the SEC East at this point. That if they get to Halloween, having beaten everybody except Tennessee in the division, we're going to be all that wild about Mizzou. With with all respect due to UConn, of course. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's, you said that out loud. I mean, it, the, other, the other factor here, of course, is that Missouri is the... Missouri is like the good cousin that's quiet that we always forget about. So when we're, you were like, okay, who do we got to invite to this birthday party? It's, it's like, like oh, Mizzou is like the one that like got into a really good college or something. Right, right. But didn't, but it's not like, oh, oh yeah, he's, he's a senator or this. He's just like, no, he's just, you know, he's a, he's a dentist and he's doing his thing. He lives a couple time zones away. We see him every now and then. Yep. It's like everybody else in the conference is like, they're really fun to have around. So you like right. overpraise their accomplishments. Right. Right. Like or he did or not go to jail. In 2013. Way to go, Vandy. (laughs) Or they're really bad to have around, so you notice them because of that reason. Yeah, whereas Mizzou is just floating through life exactly as one should. Mizzou Mizzou is the the nice-meaning Midwestern man who married into this Deep South family. Yeah, and he didn't deserve this. Oh, Kenneth is lovely. He's he's, he's okay. You know what? He hunts. (laughs) He He hunts? He does hunt. He does hunt. He only only clay pigeons, but he I hunts. Think the, no, no, I think the thing is he actually hunts. Yeah, he doesn't drink while he hunts. Like, yeah. yeah, like he follows actual seasonal rules and government regulations <laughs> and all that stuff. And he's like actually really good at it. Whereas to fit in, you kind of just quote fingers hunt, which means you, you shoot some cocktail. <laughs> yeah, you know it's Buck Week next week, y'all. <laughs> did you did you see that it's Buck Week next week? Yeah, mate. Hey, listen, man, it's Buck Week every week if you want it to be. Hell, out in my backyard, it's Buck Week right now. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we step out there, hide the kids? Well, no, let them see it. They need to know where meat comes from. Yeah, they, they got it. Hey, 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 hey pass, me, pass me them kids with them guns. Meanwhile, yeah. while Mizzou is fixing your sprinkler system because yeah. it's been broken for a month. Yeah, Thanks, the, Mizzou. The end of their schedule, by the way, is pretty brutal. They brutal. Yeah, no, they, they could go 8-0 and then 8-4 and four because their end of their schedule is Miss State, BYU, being played in Arrowhead. Which <laughs> It's a classic rivalry. <laughs> BYU versus this needs to stop. Oh, we do not God. need to play games in NFL stadiums. I like ever. Mizzou poking uh, KU. They should do that every year. Play a non-conference in Arrowhead. Like this could be you. <laughs> yeah. I'm here without you. Playing a CFL team. It, the the city has Kansas in its name. Uh, then they uh, then they play Tennessee at home. They get the Volunteers, who will either I think be either really good at this point in the season or broken. There's really no in between. Yeah. yeah. There. Uh, and then they then they have to go to. Fail. Oh God. Yeah, they have to go to. Play <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Just bail. Call in sick. Uh, 
I ate too much on Thanksgiving. I'm not coming. Send Missouri State. <laughs> claim you claim you double booked yourself. Send Kansas. Yes, tell them tell them it's a proxy game. Yeah, we will play you. We'll play you in Fayetteville. <laughs> Just show up there next Saturday. Okay. Damn it. Uh, Brett Bealum was just waiting. Well, we'll we'll beat you too. That's fine. Uh, that's a, that's going to be a, a brutal year for them. I, I think like like, but they'll win the East. They're like at nine and three or eight and four. They'll totally win the East because the East is probably still going to be hot garbage, and the heat of that garbage will only get hotter and accelerate into near boiling garbage territory. Thanks to uh, I, what I just I feel like a bad Georgia year is coming on. Like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I know it's just a Schottenheimer thing. I just can't. Like, I just, I just don't, I just don't know what that means because we've had bad Georgia years and, and nothing changes. Like, what at, at this point, Mark Richt is just going to retire, right? He sort of eased into the Frank Beamer seat pretty, pretty well. Yeah, he's, he's like Frank Beamer without guns. That's not great. Yeah, you got to have guns. Because <laughs> yeah, I think every time they think about firing Frank, they're like, mm, he's really, gonna "Can take, we? Gonna Do we you. have the manpower to got, fire Frank?" That office is tripwired beyond belief. Yeah, we're gonna have to call the ATF. <laughs> I mean, because uh, it could be Ruby Ridge trying to get him out of there. It's gonna be hard. <laughs> Let's move on to our next football-related question, which I swear this is football-related, Jason. You you can we can get there, okay? It's from, I think it's from Matt Tully. Correct. You're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> this was your question, right? Well, um, well I, I was going to speak on the theological issues surrounding uh, zombies. The zombified. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't realize I was. That's that's okay. I made this is a very professional show. This, this comes all... to us from Matthew Pierce on Green Mountain on Twitter. Theologically speaking, can I kill a zombie without first attempting to lead it to Christ? That's you know, a good. That's a good sports question. Like, but this gets to the question of like, okay, like you're gonna have to help me because you were raised Protestant and thus you actually read the Bible. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, and you're much more interesting and more interested in like conversion theology. Yeah. Catholic, oh yeah, it's a big. Catholic. It's a big thing. <laughs> no, Catholic, we Catholics were into that, and the results weren't really stellar. Yeah, so, Catholic, I mean, uh, uh, if you give us swords, we can do it. <laughs> swords, yeah, y'all got swords that out your system uh, yeah. about a thousand years ago. We can go to the Ren Fair. We can get a mess of Catholics for you. Original church <laughs> hipsters. We were over that a thousand years ago. <laughs> well, like the tricky thing about trying to convert a zombie from like a, a Protestant Baptist perspective is like the big thing about being an American Christian is you always got to complain about being persecuted. Um, like if you go to the mall and you hassle like everyone at JCPenney about they're all going to hell and they don't want to listen to you, well, you're being persecuted. But the thing about a zombie is it is actually trying to persecute you. It's trying to eat your face. But aren't so, zombies themselves also persecuted? Yeah, big time. I mean, they're I'll, just trying I'll, to eat. Hey, I'll readily admit that. Well, if if you're not classifying them as people, though, see, here's where the legalistic Catholic upbringing comes in, Okay. I don't even know what you're talking about now. I mean, you know, we have that day where we bless all the in the animals, though. We do. Okay, so we classify them as the animal, vener- like a vegetable, mineral. Are they a person? Um, are they an animal that we have dominion over and thus need to be good stewards of the land for? Um, 
you know, are they, uh, can we eat them on Friday? This is really what I'm wondering. Can they eat us on Friday if we convert them? Mm, this probably is the common ground because the question for uh, my side of the road would boil down to should we eat it or convert it? And that's the Catholic question as well. I think we're going to have to convert it because you can't eat a zombie. Like, generally speaking, there are very few episodes uh, in the you're, zombie you're, where you're, you eat a zombie. Well, like, uh, so reductive. Like, you, there are so many weapons in the Catholic. You, you're saying we're not going to excommunicate? A well, zombie? I'm, Are you kidding I'm st- me? I'm starting basic. We can excommunicate them, right? Well, like, that hang can on. Be done. As far as meat goes, I mean, in Minecraft, when you kill one, you get rotten meat that you can't cook. So I'm going by that. Okay, well, Minecraft is pretty much close to law. So I'm going to go to that. Minecraft's based on the Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like it. <laughs> it, looks like it. It looks like it was designed by gonna, the Old Testament. I'm, I'm going to build me an ark and float around it. That's what I'm going to do. Holy shit, Jonah, your head. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm going to make this 25-minute YouTube video about it. It's going to have 8 million views. The, uh, I, I, would say that, I, I would say that you would you try to convert it. That, that would be the first thing. And then as Catholics, we take the cool default and we just excommunicate them. And then they're like in limbo or something. Well, I think you do like the. Um... That shows you, by the way, how much I learned. We're like, I don't know. I, just... <laughs> I mean, like, there have here. been so many cases throughout history of Catholics showing up somewhere saying, oh, we tried really hard to convert them, but we had to kill them all and take all their stuff. It, you, you should have been there. Things just got out slightly out of hand. We tried really hard to convert them. So, like, it seems to me that within the hundreds of years of established uh, precedent, you can do literally anything you want to a zombie as long as you say, we tried really hard to convert it first. I would just get Calvinist with this and just say, "These yeah, you were you're, predestined. You're zombie, so that's your fault. Yeah. You were predestined for this. And that's, you know, yeah. you, weren't, you, weren't, you, were, you weren't called to human heaven. And now a reading from the book of tough shit. Yeah, that's the Calvinist manual. <laughs> <laughs> that's their favorite book of the Bible. It's like, it's like Mark, being, Luke, Paul, you're John. being eaten, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I was predestined to be eaten. It's yeah. the so Paul, John- Paul Johnson gospel. So on this podcast, we have uh, blasphemed religion, Point Break, and the Big Green Egg. And goodbye, subscribers. We miss you already. <laughs> we're we're going to keep going. Um, from, from, from Matt Tully, Matt Tully, we have... How come y'all ain't talking about chemtrails? <laughs> okay, which we're going to explain a few things, okay? Um, who feels really... I will say that, first of all, this comes from a, a tweet last night that Kylie Jenner posted, which was... Which which we'd have to explain itself. Yeah, it basically... That is. It basically asked uh, about the credibility of chemtrails. Chemtrails, how should we best define them? Okay. Uh, it's uh, the... the, the st- Stuff that hangs behind a plane when it's yeah. flying through the air, and people made up stories about it. What the government tells you is condensation. Because <laughs> the, does the act, government actually tell people what it is? Or is the government no. just like you really want us to tell you what that is? <laughs> there probably there probably is a because the government has pamphlets yeah, for everything. There probably is a pamphlet. There is but a it PDF is, somewhere. Yeah, it is stuck in a it is stuck in a storage closet in I don't know the the Department of Labor or something. Yeah, this is some serious, like, late-night, insane radio art bell shit that's now fairly mainstream, thanks to the reasoned opinions of people like Joe Rogan uh, and Alex Jones, uh, who 
believe that the government is trying to control people through things sprayed at high altitude. Okay. So, why aren't we talking about chemtrails? Because we have plenty of other conspiracy theories and nonsensical things to believe as college football fans. We do. For instance, I've stated this before, but I believe that you can find the superior quarterback in any matchup by reading the name forwards and backwards. And the one that works better is obviously the superior quarterback and is probably going to win the game. That's one of my conspiracy theories. One of my my things I believe, even though I know it's not true. The, the, The Thursday night is dangerous conspiracy theory is a fun one. Because we just pick out whichever games happen to fix, fix that, fit that narrative or, or conspiracy in this case. Yeah, you forget like every dull 12-10 ACC game right. oh, God, that yeah. happens right. on a Thursday and you go straight to the like insane late night Pac-12 upset like Arizona on a Thursday night. Yeah, that's the fun thing is you can like any game that goes crazy, you just attach time slot location conference in front of it and make it sound like this happens every day. Oh my god, the noon Friday Mountain West upset. Seen it coming. I have how did how why didn't you see this coming? I have my irrational theory I build on top of the Thursday night one. So I have the one I build on top of one, which is the Thursday night game can get crazy. But it's nothing compared to that Friday night game, son. Because nobody watches the Friday night game unless yeah, it's crazy. Never watch Friday night games. <laughs> unless, they, unless they're the crazy ones. Unless, unless, crazy. You've heard, you, unless you've been hearing for a solid hour that it's crazy. I think this really just comes from, like, what was it, 2011 TCU Baylor opening yeah. weekend when TCU Baylor just went off on a, on a, a Friday night, and it was a Joe, T- a, a Joe Test game. Uh, and... Everything since then for me has been like, yeah, that Thursday night game is something. But, man, that Friday night game, whoo, pure cocaine. <laughs> it, there's no basis in reality for that, that ACC Labor Day opener. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Look out, son. So I, I believe that every single time. I believe that there are certain coaches who, for other coaches, will always present an intractable problem, even if the data doesn't support that. Like that. Well, this is sort of a like almost Dungeons and Dragons type theory that you're like, oh, you're you're weak against uh, you're weak against grow type. Yeah, you're you're you know what you dragons are susceptible to you. That's, <laughs> you know. Hey, girl. Yeah, hey, girl. Dragons uh, like like, oh, like that. Jim Trestle was Jim Trestle had problems with Purdue. That's you know you're like, oh man, Purdue. Purdue had Jim Trestle's number. That's like not even close to true. I mean, I have uh, problems with Purdue. You take double damage from Paul Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, like, like Paul Rhodes has this big reputation as like the upset specialist. The giant killer. The giant the, killer. You're like, the one you, time. You beat Nebraska when they had nine turnovers. Nine. Like hey, any, any remotely competent team should be able to do that. Oklahoma State fans are so mad right now. They are so absolutely infuriated at me right now (laughs) this 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 coaches thing like it can totally flip like based on one game the most obvious example i think right now is saban urban where like oh he made his ass quit which followed up you know of course like urban beating saban uh, convincingly and now it's completely flipped back the other way bama's scared they're trying they want to cheat take away the satellite camps they want to change all the rules you know, all based on one game at a time. 
Yeah, that that you know, like, yeah, you know what? Nick rebuilt Urban. He made Urban stronger. Made him go get that robot heart. Changed his whole career. Came back and beat him. That's what a champion Nick Saban is. He made Urban go back and become a better man by becoming a cyborg and then beating him. He's like Apollo Creed. He is. He's like exactly. I'm a tra- I'm a train you, and then I'm gonna die in the hands of a Russian. And that Russian's name, Gus Malzahn. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Gustav. <laughs> training, tra- training in the snows of Opelika. I must kick you. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's it's hard to beat kicking the winning touchdown. <laughs> Only Gus Malzahn's pulled it off. <sighs> Literally never seen anyone else do that. Uh, that's one thing I think that people have geographic ones. Like, they, like, for instance, if you tell me, oh, I don't know, it's that place at night, I'll just buy anything. Right. Even if I know that statistically it's not true. Does the ACC have one of these? <laughs> Boston Raleigh. at night. <laughs> Raleigh. It's Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. You, you know the one place I would, in, the, in the ACC that I would buy if you're like, oh, man, weird stuff happens there at night? Um, NC State. Yeah. I would, and you know why? It's because of the fat man on a pole game. Yeah. Yeah, all you need is one. I mean, all you need is one image, and you're good. Fat man on a pole might be ahead of EJ Manuel on the Bills' steps chart this year, but also what you said. <laughs> Jimbo gets some paid once. <laughs> that's all it takes. That's all. Listen, only take one time. That's that's <laughs> she just puts on Migos. That's what Jimbo Fisher does. Is Jimbo just the Matthew Lesko of? College football coaches now. Millions of NFL dollars are being wait are waiting to be given to you. <laughs> That's it. Just come here. <laughs> I'll show you the programs. But yeah, you beat Florida State once at night in 2012, and I will believe anything that you tell me about NC State at night. But there's other places that are real obvious, right? Like Lubbock. If you're like, yeah. oh man, it's, it's Lubbock at night. Crazy things happen there. Like Texas Tech losing by 30. (laughs) (laughs) Again. (laughs) Like, even then, you'll, like, even in a 30 point loss or something, you'll go, man, there was a coyote under the stands. So, what uh, what is the flip of this? What is the, like, chillest place to play at night? Like, the place where. Like, the Rose Bowl at night, you're like, oh, this is fucking lovely. Yeah. yeah, Diane, we should, we should get, we should come back here. But it's the, the thing is, it's like, oh, there's a game there. It'll match the point spread. Yeah, it'll probably be predictable in exactly what you thought it would be. You know, it'll be a fine time. Oh, they're playing in, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Hmm. A place where you're just like, okay, yeah, that's that's what's going to, you know, if you tell me Pullman, Washington, I mean, I know what's probably going to happen. Wazoo's probably going to lose. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like it goes all the way back around. It's so unpredictable that you know exactly what's going to happen. I get oddly excited about it, though. If you say, like, "Mm, Pullman at night, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch 40 people binge drinking in 20-degree weather in a 40-point loss. (laughs) Woo! And I get kind of oddly excited about it. You never know what'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what'll happen. Yeah, you you know damn well what's going to happen. And there's also like certain announcers, like the Joe Test rule. Like, oh, Joe Tessitore is calling the game. It's going to get insane. I don't know if there is a guy now who does that, who who has that same pull. But Joe T did have a pretty good run. Like, I'm going to say above statistically probable in terms of exciting games for about two years. Yeah. 
Like, that was real. I'll just accept that that's real. Don't data me out and try to, like, prove me wrong. Joe Tess had a decent run. I do have one opposite to that rule, though, which is that the Kirk Herbstreet game, that ABC late night Saturday, it's a dog. It's always a dog. Like, they never get to call a good game. And I know that they've called good games, but the superstition in my brain just says, no, man, don't watch it. Ever. Yeah, that's the game where midway through the third quarter, Kirk is like, yeah, well, you know, Michigan State, if they had just made a few more throws in the first quarter and they didn't have those two fumbles and they make that field goal, this is a seven-point game. You're like, oh, all right, well, all right. So we're going to go. I'm going to go see what's on Fox Sports 1 because that's fun. Because <laughs> yeah, you know it's a late-night Mountain West game. <laughs> oh, Ooh, I'm not sure if I get that channel. <laughs> what is that channel? I think it's soccer. Let's go find it. Is it BN Sports? <laughs> I think I have that. I can't even find an illegal stream. That's that good shit. There has or- to be a time when you can actually find like the search results. Like If you looked at the search results for where is the Mountain West channel or where is this game, Like it's got a spike at like 9.45 or 10.15 p.m. On a Saturday for people like, oh, man, I'm going to watch that. Wait, what is that channel? Do I have that? What time is the Pac-12 network? What time is the Pac-12 <laughs> network? What time is the Pac-12 network's HD feed? <laughs> Answer, nowhere. What time, is the, what time is the Pac-12 network illegal stream? <laughs> exactly. Do I have? I want to know how many people search. <laughs> do, like, do, do I have the Pac-12 network? Like Google is taking an inventory of your belongings. Yeah, like Google is in your house. Like you have you have the Pac-12 network, a box of cereal, and leukemia. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> it sounds like a text adventure game. <laughs> watch, watch Pac-12 network. Command I'm sorry, sale. I don't understand that command. Turn on Pac-12 network. I'm sorry, I don't understand Get that command. Cortana. <laughs> Cortana, activate Pac-12 network. Use Pac-12 Network with leukemia? (laughs) Put Pac-12 Network in pocket. (laughs) Go through wall. (laughs) Fart, poop. I don't recognize that command. Uh, Assume assume Arizona State is losing. Yeah, exactly. Command recognized. uh, Yeah, command always recognized. I think the the other few things I have um, are this, that uh, generally speaking, if a team blocks an extra point and returns it for points, they are going to win the game. Mm -hmm. I just, just, I know that's probably not true. I assume it is. I assume that if you miss an extra point early on, that you're doomed. Like, Uh, I, I, I will, I will. I will say that I only believe that if you immediately chase the extra point and fuck that up too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, didn't. no. See, that's that's I'm talking about chaining, chaining right. your irrational beliefs. Right, right. Like I can do that all day, where you're yeah. like, they missed one. Uh, they're probably doomed. Then they chase it. Oh, they're definitely doomed. Fake on, fake it onside the next time. Oh no. no, no, they're totally doomed. I also assume that if you hit an onside in a game, it's over. Like if you hit one onside kick. You're totally winning that game. You could be down by 30, by the way, and my brain would still go, no, 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 man, it's over. You guys did it. The uh, the big two for me are both kickoff-related. There's one where you get a touchdown, and then during their return, you lay out their return, man, and, like, everybody knows it. 
to me, that's just this team's going to win. And then the other is before the second half kickoff, the stadium music, uh, whichever sideline is jumping around the most to it, especially if it's the road team, that team's winning. Whoever, whoever's most fired up about whichever Migos song they're playing. I agree. I, I think that's totally true. You could probably get science behind it. Yeah, yeah, I'll call up Bill C. <laughs> I've created a formula for dance intensity. Uh, do you have any of the data? No. No, I don't. No, Bill just figured it out. <laughs> I also maintain... Just run the numbers. Also Fine, ma- I'll have it ready in four days. I also maintain any time the camera goes overhead on a kickoff return, it's going back. Man, you got some... This is why I don't watch games with you. You're crazy. Hey, no, I'm insane. I have very definite, irrational beliefs about the game. But every time that overhead cam goes, it's a big return. Probably a touchdown. In fact, I have said that out loud watching games. Like in Florida games, when the overhead cam comes up and we're kicking the ball off and it's going the other way, I'm like, no, don't! I do like the team that like fucks up the snap early in the game. When you, because you just know you're like, well, this is gonna happen again. This is Chekhov's missed. Oh, yeah, no. This is Chekhov's <laughs> missed snap under center. Yeah, it's gonna happen if you have a center quarterback exchange problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's one of those horrible little binary things. That and sometimes it just it just lays there and everything's fine and we're mostly going out of shotgun anyway. And what could go wrong? Oh no! No, it's happening again. Like the shotgun snap over the head. Yeah. Oh, that's three times. Yeah. That's going to happen at least two more times in the game. Yeah. It's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the bad shotgun snap? We we should love it. We've seen a lot of them. Thank you, Pounceys. Thank you, Pounceys. <laughs> please hey. don't please don't shoot us. Yeah, please don't harm us. <laughs> Free Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> know, they said it not us. I didn't say that. <laughs> We've all made mistakes. Uh, uh, let's see. That, the fi- that part's true. The final question tonight would be from Chris F. Jensen. What will be the first assignment Tomahawk Nation gives Bill Simmons? <laughs> That'd be Bud Elliott, our Florida State blogger. Uh, budding media baron. No pun intended. Uh, pun intended. You mean literally. That's how he reproduces. Yes, spores. That's it's- why he has so many interns. He does. I got eight, I got eight offspring <laughs> this, this fall. They've all got seats in the press box. Don't I'm working. I'm working on binary fission. I feel like that's a better way to get a more developed co-editor. Yeah, we're good. We got we got those SEO those SEO clones. We're good. That would be amazing if Bud was basically a human starfish, and as long as you cut out a part of him that had the radius intact, you could grow a whole new Bud. Listen, if you could cut out, if you could do that and put a fishing shirt on it, I think it it, it like grow and live. Be like, no, 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 it needs something. Put a fishing shirt on it. Look, it's alive. Look, look, it's for our Indiana site. What are its first words? Jameis will be fine. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so what will, what will be the first assignment? He'll probably put them on the news roundup. Every, everybody hates those. That'll be it. Shit, Bud answered this question. That, that might be a shutdown podcast first, where Bud... <laughs> New, Bud was so quick to the news that he beat us to the answer. That doesn't really uh, say I think, much. I, yeah, I think Bud is often going to be quicker to quicker to the news than this program. I got. <laughs> what I'd really like is if Simmons himself weighs in. Like, what would he what would he prefer to do at Tomahawk Nation? I mean, I feel like Bud's going to have him on. Uh, you know, SEC Free Scouting University. Who's whose FSU offers are they are they copying? 
you know, that kind of thing. Which is, that's great. That's good content. Facebook will love it. That was my other answer, by the way, for the team that could go 8-0 and nobody oh, would notice it is was Florida State. Because they always go 8-0? Yeah, because, well, first of all, 8-0 is just a start. Just, just you know, that's just how we get this big green egg heated up at Florida State. Have we have we talked about this? Um, how this year FSU fans are all sort of, I know we talk about FSU every week. That's fine. Yes, yes, you're, you're a hot topic. FSU fans, um, like how this, this like the store, like the store, which just bought, keeps on winning it, championships. It, it just bought like some like technology no, company or like, something. It just bought like Think Geek, right? Yeah, like what a, a freaking decade this is. Um, but yeah, yeah, the FSU fans are they're doing the big downplay thing this year. Oh, we're only going to win like seven games. Oh, we're completely decimated with five stars at every position. Don't don't down talk our recruiting, but we're going to win seven games. So, like, I think the cool thing is, you know, to, we need to really play up FSU. Who? This I'll be totally honest. I just opened FSU's schedule for 2015. It is Who bad. The fuck are they losing? This um, is a garbage heap. I have, it's I have, bad. I have two answers who they lose to. Are you ready? Okay, so but if you're going to get to five is what I want to answer. How are I'm, you getting I'm, I'm five I'm exaggerating a bit. No, but I've, you're not. I've seen people say that like eight and four is a yeah, reasonable it's, it's expectation. A lot of eight and four, nine and three. I mean like the best team that plays is Clemson, I which can, lost I, uh, everything good about Clemson except for its oft-injured quarterback. I can give you all those losses if you right. want if you want me to give you Just do it. all of those losses. Okay. Rip this stupid band-aid off. Okay, their worst case scenario. USF. No, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> please, please sir, I have not been drinking. Ryan. I know. Damn. <laughs> At 11:30 Eastern. No, oh, I want it so bad. I know, it'd be great. It's not happening. No, it's not. So, here's where they lose. At Boston College. All right, I'll accept that. Okay, because BC almost beat them in tally. True. With Jameis Winston. And it's a Friday night at Chestnut Hill. <laughs> you know how Steve Adazio gets on Fridays. <laughs> I don't know, but you said it like that. So just it's, it's listen, it's Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. All bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> Grave digger. Grave digger live. Chestnut Hill. <laughs> it's like Harvard, but why quieter. is he lost? He's so lost. Why is he there? <laughs> Grave digger starting at running back. Grave digger is out of gas. <laughs> it's homecoming week. Grave digger went to BC. He got a oh, master's there. All of these people from Boston going, why? Why does that truck have such large tires? <laughs> My sister fucked Grave digger. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing she ever did. <laughs> All right. The Johnny, at Boston, the Johnny Damon of Monster Trucks. At Boston College. So they That's lose what? at Boston College. Okay. Right. Um, they beat the crap out of Wake. Okay. Because, <laughs> by the way, they get to play Wake on a bye week. That's when you really want to, like, rest up and get healthy before you cruise into BB&T Field. <laughs> um, my, I still think they beat Miami because yes. it's in Doak. But they they get up for the Miami game and then they lose to Louisville at home. All right, that's the that's the real reach here. But I think they lose to Louisville at home. All right, and so I think I know what your other two are. But and then the other the other two are at Georgia Tech. Yeah. At Clemson, and then if you really want to take that, no, note, no, wow. no, 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 no. If you want to, this is the four I would put a solid bet on. Okay. Wow. 
I would only walk out on that plank of whimsy and just say, maybe NC State on the no. 14. No, you're telling me that they lose to Clemson on the road and then turn around and lose to NC State at home? Only only because it makes me laugh really like hard. I can't, ha- I can't realistically say that that would happen. I think that they're a four-loss team at worst. But, man, the sheer comedy if Dave Doran takes the NC State Wolf back in there and beats them in Doak. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I NC didn't say State it. Should, I didn't say it. it hey, NC, NC State should be pretty good. They should be pretty good. And they competed with them last year. Deep well, into so the did game. everybody. But <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's very true. NC State should be pretty good. That's not that implausible. I'm really totally positive that you are going to beat the unholy dog shit out of the Syracuse Orange on the 31st. I just want to I, I just want to point out that of that Miami fans should feel very aggrieved right now because of Florida State's ACC schedule, you have lumped them in with Wake Forest and Syracuse <laughs> as like, oh yeah, that's a null win. Yep. I did go out go go out okay. golden. Can, can I can I also point in I have also included Florida in that rank. So, to be fair, to be fair, uh, yeah. putting Florida down there too. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs> 